Welcome to Greenock West United Reformed Church. In the name of God before us, God beside us, God within us. Amen. When I was younger, there were two choices, and the choice you made spoke volumes. You were categorised and judgments were made, which impinged on every aspect of your life and relationships. There were expectations of you because of that choice, and it was seen as a vital life-defining importance. What I am talking about was this. Were you a fan of Donny Osmond or David Cassidy? One or the other? And hands up any here who would be prepared to admit to this. If you were in one camp, you could not be in the other. But I didn't conform to these expectations. I wasn't taken with either of these esteemed gents. No, I was a member of the Richard III Society, the last of the Plantagenet Kings of England. He of the now is the winter of our discontent fame. I was reminded of this, both because today is the 525th anniversary of the Battle of Bosworth when he was killed, and because the readings today focus on expectations that we and others have, and how they are challenged, usually by God. In the Gospel reading, we heard the well-known story of Jesus curing the woman who has been afflicted, probably by arthritis or osteoporosis, for 18 years. My mum had both of these conditions, and the latter was particularly painful and debilitating. Not only are you in pain, but the ability to look people in the eye disappears, along with the ability to stand up straight. So you lose contact with others, and through that, you lose respect in how you are treated, being treated as if you are also senile, and how or even whether you are included in the rest of society. Jesus recognised this. In the language of his day, this woman was seen to have been crippled by an evil spirit. Evil spirits were to be avoided, so the expectation here would have been to isolate this woman, which could only have added pain to her situation. She lacks respect. So Jesus grants her respect through healing and bringing her into community. In the translation we heard this morning, he frees her. Suddenly, it says, she was standing straight and tall, giving glory to God. Can't you feel her self-respect soaring? Respect is vital to the gospel that Jesus proclaims and lives. Each person has gifts with which they are blessed, gifts to share in order to have life in abundance. Each person's story is important, 
for each is a precious child of God. But too often, respect gets confused with respectability and expectations muddy the waters of what should be valued. Guidelines which should help to build a safe community become rules of such amazing rigidity that they stultify and imprison. Just look at the account of the healing. The president of the synagogue is furious because Jesus has infringed the commandment to rest on the Sabbath. Never mind that he's freed this woman from pain and condemnation. No, the Sabbath should be kept holy. You can't possibly do anything constructive, let alone fun. And boy, is Jesus angry. He really lets his critic have it. How dare they play the Holy Joe card? Their expectations collide. For Jesus, holiness has to do with building community and rebuilding respect for self and others. Clearly, for the president of the synagogue, holiness is saying and doing and being seen to do the right thing, sticking to the letter of the law without examining what the Spirit intends. Never mind that this can contradict God's expectations of us. We exist in relationship with God, with others and with our world. And if we bless God with one breath and then ignore or condemn those who are made in the image of God, we are truly mind-blowing in our lack of integrity. For by so doing, we contradict God and the good news of Jesus, that if we embrace the new identity of becoming part of the body of Christ through repentance, which literally means turning in a new direction, then love and therefore inclusion must always be our guide, granting each person respect. For if we call ourselves Christian, that is, in Christ, then that being together in Christ must form the core of our new identity, a consistency of integrity tempered by loving compassion which should underpin all we say and think and do. We should challenge our own expectations. In our Old Testament reading, it is God who directly challenges Jeremiah in his expectations. God announces, I am your creator, and before you were born, I chose you to speak for me to the nations. How does Jeremiah respond? I'm not a good speaker, Lord, and I'm too young. You can't possibly mean me. That's not the expectations I have of myself. Immediately, there's the denial, which is actually quite insulting to God. After all, surely God knows us better than we know ourselves. So who are we to deny what God expects of us? And yes, God does sometimes call us to do what we would rather not. In Jeremiah's case, it is to speak unpalatable truths to the nations, to tell them of doom and destruction. 
yet also to bring the message of hope that there will be rising and rebuilding again. The chance to begin again if people are prepared to change their attitudes and behaviour. The chance to align our expectations with God who wants the best for us and the world. The truth spoken in love with action following the words. For one cannot come without the other. We should not speak if we don't then act. But if we act, we should say why we do what we do and not deny God or use God as the excuse to avoid doing what we know to be right and good. Do we live and speak and act consistently in a way that is commensurate with our faith? Do we promote truth and justice and mercy? Do we live up to expectations? Or do we let others define and limit who we are, rather than rejoice in our identity, rejoicing in our God-given individuality and the gifts bestowed on us through our personalities and our life experience? Do we bow to the pressure to fit in with those who are cynical or contemptuous, or even cruel. So what are our expectations of ourselves? Who do we say we are? Do we embrace a way that is different to the success valued by the world? Are we truly friends of Christ? For Jesus calls us to friendship as the highest relationship, and true friendship is honest and active relationship encouraging the best of expectations. Now Jesus' agenda was political as much as it was religious. It was about liberating individuals from oppression. It was about power change in individuals and communities. It was good news for the poor that would really count as good news. For God's grace is there regardless of our deserving or ability to pay. God's love is unconditional. And that certainly contradicts the worldly understanding of how things should be, where there is still an emphasis on who deserves. Our danger today is that we still might fall into the trap of spiritualising Jesus' message of radical change, of turning expectations upside down into sentimental irrelevance. Yet, Jesus talks of renouncing self and taking up your cross. And this does not mean denying who you are, or nor refusing to acknowledge or share your gifts. Renouncing self is about renouncing self-interest, not putting yourself down or presenting a false image, for remember that Uriah Heep is not a Christian role model. The point about the cross, which we should not overlook here, is that it entails exposure. To take up your cross is to be public, to be prepared to stand up and be counted. This is the expectation that Christ has of us. So are we called to be like Jeremiah and speak God's truth, often unpalatable truths that folk don't want to hear? 
But remember that if so, God always calls us, therefore, to be part of the rebuilding, not just a prophet of doom. There are few of us who are happy to face difficult issues, but God wants us to face our current reality and deal with it constructively, to actually do something about it, not just moan or worry. For remember, you can choose your attitude. Despair is a choice, not a gift. So how do we stop the process whereby we end up conforming to others' expectations, whether it is worldly success or joining the Donny Osmond or David Cassidy fan club just because everyone else does? We do it by blessing everyone without partiality, by recognising all as brothers and sisters in God, by not succumbing to rumour, and fear and division, but by being prepared to address what's wrong and then build anew. We do it by being prepared to take risks, which of course is what having faith is about, trusting in God, not battening down the hatches, nor withdrawing the ladder. We do it by being positive, not negative. By speaking of God's love and by revealing that love in our lives and our deeds and, of course, in our words. We do not wait until we fulfil the expectations of perfection that others or even we impose on ourselves. For God has already perfected us in love. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Out of Your Box. We look forward to providing more month by month from Greener Quest United Reformed Church.